1: Chapter 17, The Game It was just beginning to drizzle when Edward turned onto my street. Up until that moment, I had no doubt that he'd be staying with me while I spent a few interim hours in the real world. And then I saw the black car, a weathered Ford, parked in Charlie's driveway, and heard Edward mutter something unintelligible in a low, harsh voice. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered Twilight in Quarantine. Do you think that the unintelligible thing that he said quietly was a low oath? Probably. I still think he's always promising to protect her. <laughs> okay, so do it. What did he say? I will protect you from the werewolves. Such a good way to start a chapter. Do you want me to fill people in on what happens for the rest of this exciting, exciting chapter? I sure do. Things happen in this chapter. Yeah, let's see if I can cover it. On your mark, get set, go. Uh, Jacob and Jacob's dad, Billy, are at the house, and then... Billy goes inside and they have such a weird conversation that's basically like, what's business? My business? Your business? Everyone's business? Not yours? It was the whole conversation. They go play vampire baseball. It's really loud. They run around. They're really fast. They're really good at it. And then uh, other vampires hear the baseball and come to play baseball. And Edward is really worried that they're going to want to eat Bella. (gasps) The end. I love the new song you just wrote. I'm the business. You're the business. <laughs> Who is the business? That's <laughs> great. I said use nouns and they used the noun business a hundred times. You need to be more specific in your advice. I, I mean, my advice now is going to be use specific nouns to discuss the things you're saying. Would you like to fill in whatever I missed? You missed so little, but sure. Three, two, one, Go. Billy brings fish fry for Charlie. Charlie meets Edward for the first time, but keeps calling him Edwin. Um, Edwin keeps like putting on like the major charm offensive for chief swan. Um, they go, Alice and Esme are like really nice to Bella. And then, yeah, they're like, I could smell Bella from across the whole field, we, but we should try to hide her from these other vampires that are showing up at the game. Julia, I didn't want to editorialize too much in the 30 second recap because 30 second recap is time for hard news, not for opinions. But I was really hurt by the fact that Bella like rides on Edwards back again to get to the baseball game. And she's like, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. I get sick. I'm going to die and get sick and I'm going to get sick. And I just sent her that package with saltines and with like all of that great stuff to help with nausea. And she didn't seem to have any of it with her. No excuses. I don't know what to say. She should she should be obviously listening to all of our advice and taking everything we say extremely seriously. Yeah. The only thing I can think is that because of the coronavirus, the package hasn't arrived yet. Or maybe she and Charlie are the kind of people who like let their mail sit for a few days before they open it. Do you want to say something that you enjoyed in this chapter? Yeah. I'd like to thank Charlie for tuning into the podcast. Recently, I told him that he shouldn't be using Bella to wait on him. And in this chapter, he tried to make it sound like his own idea, but he was like, Bella, you dote on me too much. He also was victim blaming. He was saying that like she had a problem of doting on him too much when recently we saw him literally ask her to do something that a small child can do, which is microwave. But I'm glad that he's growing and I'm really glad that he's listening. What about you? I also had... Good feedback for Charlie. I loved when he kept calling Edward Edwin. Totally. He did it on purpose, right? Oh, 100%. It's such a dad move to be like, your boyfriend is so insignificant, I won't even bother learning his name. Do you have some advice for someone in this chapter? Yeah, I think that Edward doesn't understand how comedy works. And like, one of the things about comedy is that jokes get old, especially jokes that were never funny to begin with. And so, like, calling Bella a child is this, like, ongoing joke he has about, like, how funny it is that she's a child and he's not a child. And I am someone who loves commitment to a bit. But this is not a good bit. And so my advice to Edward is to, like, drop a joke when it's clear that it's not getting a good reaction. And I just want to share with him that this joke that you're a 100 and Bella's a child is not funny. And so stop trying to make the joke. It's like stop trying to make fetch happen. It's like I was just going to say stop trying to make fetch happen. You took my joke. And you and I are the like panel on funny. So I guess I just want to mm-hmm. open this up to the world. Like especially men. Like if you think a joke you're making is funny, like run it by me and Julia. <laughs> and we will tell you whether or not it's funny. Yeah, please. What is your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice happens right after the moment we're talking about. And Edward and Bella are trying to make plans. And he says he'll be there around dusk. And my advice to him is to use clock time like a normal person when making plans. Vanessa, meet me when the moon is three quarters to the left of my favorite tree. Just give a regular person time. Yeah, I think that there's no reason to not use real time. I mean, the only thing I could think of is... Maybe I'm just giving this advice because I need to be centered in the time of this novel. There's another moment in this chapter when Bella says, was it only yesterday when God only knows what happened? And I was like, oh my god, there has been no school lunches, there has been no biology class for probably a hundred pages. Are they on school vacation? Like where? What has happened since we last stepped foot at Forks High School? The world has changed. But again, I think that's coronavirus vibes. Like, she's on the coronavirus diet. She's, like, wearing the coronavirus clothes. And now she's, like, on the coronavirus time. But I think that, like, giving specific times is just, like, always sexy. Do you have a second piece of advice for someone? Yeah. Mine is for Charlie and Edward in this chapter. They start laughing at Bella for not liking baseball. And I just wanna say that like sports are really dumb. It's like dumb that you both like baseball. And like, we all love dumb things and that's fine, but we shouldn't laugh at people when they don't like the same dumb thing that we like. Like, I just really hate when people are like, ugh, she's one of those people who subscribes to Vogue. And I'm like, yeah, just cause you don't care about fashion doesn't mean that fashion isn't interesting. And just because Bella would prefer to read a book than care about baseball does not mean that the two of you should laugh at her. And they're also totally blasé about the reason that she's not going to play baseball, at least in Charlie's mind, is because she's so uncoordinated. Also, being from Phoenix, like, Arizona only got the Diamondbacks as a team in, like, the 90s. So, like, Bella growing up didn't even have a team. So, like, duh, Mariners fans up in Washington State. All this baseball talk, I was even confused by the baseball talk in the chapter. Bella knows way more about baseball than me. Let me read to you something that was said. She's describing Rosalie flitting around the bases, tagging up after long flies. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) It means, so if somebody hits a fly ball, you have to stay on the base that you're currently at. And the person has to catch the ball before you can run. Otherwise, somebody could intentionally hit a really high ball knowing it would go out just to get their players home. I don't know enough about baseball to understand even what that meant. Here's the thing. It's dumb. Like, that's so dumb. And it's fine that it's dumb. It's also dumb, like, you love The Bachelor. And if you started explaining to me rose ceremonies, I'd be like, that's so dumb. But, like, let's not laugh at each other for these dumb things so true, except The Bachelor obviously is the pinnacle of today's culture and is not dumb at all. Exactly, and same with all the shit I care about. None of it is dumb. But sports are dumb. (laughs) So maybe my piece of advice is, like, be interested in something more interesting than sports. What do you want them to do during a thunderstorm? Howl? Scrabble. Mm, I'm sure they'd be really good at that. Yeah, like, my mom knows all the two-letter words in Scrabble. That is a better use of time and knowledge than, like, some random pitcher's ERA, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The ERA. (laughs) What do you think ERA stands for? Take a guess. Estimated ransom amount. How (laughs) much you would get if they got kidnapped. (laughs) If any of the players on the baseball team got kidnapped. Like, each of the baseball players has their own ERA. (laughs) Like, David Ortiz, the one baseball player I know— Huge ERA. Especially since he's retired. The Red Sox would pay a killing to get him back. Fascinating. Do you know what? That's correct. What do you think an RBI is? Ruth Bader Innsbruck. I'll stop now. What's your next piece of advice? Okay. So my advice is for Esme, who we've not seen much of, but I thought in this chapter she came on so strong and not in a good way i'm not sure if you can come on strong in a good way but puppies can that's so true okay esme tragically not a puppy comes on too strong when meeting bella (laughs) i hope to be introduced like that one day this is vanessa she's (laughs) tragically not a puppy (laughs) she's otherwise fine She says, that's why I'm so happy he found you, dear. He's been the odd man out for far too long. It hurts me to see him alone. This is their first conversation. Bella says, you don't mind then? I asked, hesitant again, that I'm dot, 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 all wrong for him? No, she was thoughtful. You're what he wants. She doesn't say you're not all wrong for him. She says, no, it's fine that you're all wrong for him. It's what he wants. Yeah, she also comes on too strong by being like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. I jumped from cliffs. And I'm like, hmm, that is personal to share really early. Yeah, I wish it was more of a normal first meeting conversation. Do you like baseball? What do you think ERA stands for? And there's this weird moment when... Bella thinks, oh, Esme's trying not to make me afraid by standing far away from me. But instead, she just goes full throttle in terms of personal verbal intimacy. Right. Physical space is not the only space that you can invade. I'm going to get that on a mug or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that on a mug for you.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: I have a question for you about the portrayal of Alice. Sure. I think that Alice is the manic pixie dream vampire, and I'm not sure that I like her portrayal. In what way? She like hops like a gazelle and sits like a ballerina. And waves like a, I don't know, a wildebeest. Like everything she does is like a something magical. And I'm like, when does Alice just get to be Alice? Maybe it's because Jasper's manipulating her mood all the time. Oh my God, it totally is. He doesn't do everything hotly. He doesn't like do everything macho-ly. Like why does she have to do everything so cutely? I mean, Edward does everything hotly. But to Bella, right? Because, like, she's into him. Carlisle doesn't do everything hotly. Yeah, maybe it's because Bella has a crush on Alice. And it's like, she's so graceful. She's so smart. She can tell the future. She's like a beautiful gazelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I buy that. Then be with Alice instead of Edward. She seems so much better. I know, she does seem really nice. Any closing remarks anything you jotted down in your twilight journal oh my god it's so embarrassing i have a twilight journal i'd never thought of that before okay so edward is taller than bella this has been established multiple times as he leaves her he leans down to kiss under the edge of her jaw do you think he went upside down you think he went super low, squatted, and kissed up? Like, how did he get there? Well, first of all, I do think his knees bend. But second of all, if he's a bat, he's already hanging upside down. <sighs> like the Spider-Man kiss? Mm-hmm. I was bothered by him shoving her into the car one-handed. Like, I pictured him, like, lifting her from her butt and just shoving her in. <laughs> Oh, I kind of pictured it as like a cheerleading lift where you grab their feet and you just pop them up. Maybe. I don't know. There definitely is a roll bar. so She would have hit her head on the roll bar. I don't know. That was very confusing to me when he puts her in the Jeep one-handed. I would have loved to see Bella jump for her Jeep seat. Go, Bella, go. But, like, you take two hands and put them on their waist and, like, help. Like, what is a one-handed version of that? You could be the strongest person in the world, but, like, what does that grip look like? By the ear and just fling her over. (laughs) Yeah. There's just, like, no good way for me to picture that. Oh, there is something else I wanted to talk about. The plot has arrived. It's taken us over 300 pages, but we have gotten to plot. Some vampires who are human eaters are going to meet them and... That is threatening to Bella because she is a human. Yeah, I'm upset that the plot has arrived. It made me appreciate how dull this book has been. There have been no bad guys. I love no bad guys. Edward is a bad guy, but I understand your point. Yeah, I like that kind of bad guy. What he doesn't want to do is get into an action sequence with anyone. I hate action sequences. You love training montages. You hate action sequences? Correct. The only plot that is moving forward in a training montage is, look, this person is getting stronger. This person is getting better. Whereas action sequences pretend to have plots that they're trying to move forward when really they're just trying to show off their, like, cool stuntmen. Like, I like it when something is what it says it is. And you wanted Twilight to be the plotless book that we all imagined for the first 300 pages. Yep. So a couple of weeks ago, we asked everybody to leave us a review on iTunes and tell us what you are going to leave for Bella and her care package. And so instead of us filling it ourselves this week, we want to tell you what some of you said. So PDX on April 23rd, said that they want to put a copy of Jane Eyre into Bella's care package. And I completely agree. I think Jane Eyre would be so helpful. It's helpful in every situation. And Bella could realize how much of her story Stephanie Meyer ripped off from Charlotte Bronte. And she could have an identity crisis that would be really interesting. So completely agree. Julia, did you have one that you wanted to share from our iTunes reviews? Yes, Black Star Brazil on April 20th said that they would like to include a full box set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer so Bella can see what a bad idea it is to date a vampire. Yes, I've been wanting to watch Buffy forever. I love that idea. Let's complicate Bella's idea of what a healthy relationship can look like. And I love the idea that you're, like, incrementalizing it, being like, okay, apparently you're really into vampires. There's nothing wrong with that. What about better vampires. I think that this is very wise advice. Thank you so much to all of you who have written reviews. If you haven't yet, please go to wherever you're listening to the podcast and write a review. Tell us what you are going to put in Bella's care package. We can't wait to hear what you have to say, and we're so grateful for you supporting our little podcast. Julia's little vampire baby that we're just trying to raise into being a good vampire in this wild world that we live in. So what do you think is going to happen next chapter? I think that Edward is going to pull out some cucumber lotion from his pocket and it's going to douse Bella in it. So she smells like vegetables instead of like a human. And so the vampires have no idea that she's a human and they don't eat her and they don't kill her. And the crisis is averted. This would be a great time for her vampire dog whistle. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a baseball game from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and my ERA is $5 million. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions, and we are distributed by Acast. We'll talk to you in a few days.